is my vision singular hmm. on God? Which doesn't mean I... Uh, in fact, Jesus calls us to not just pay attention to that, but to go give us our daily bread, right? How, mm-hmm. how are we contributing? Welcome back to the Bible Study Discussion Podcast. My name is Wayne. I'm here with my friend. I'm Josh. It's true. He is Josh. Yeah. I've seen his driver's license. Mm, I'm sorry about I, that. And we are, we are in Matthew chapter 6, uh, which is right after Matthew chapter 5 in my Bible. In mine too. All right. Uh, Josh, we pray for us as we would, get beginning. Would love to. Father God, thank you for your word. Thank you that you speak to us. Thank you that you are present with us. Uh, please use this time and uh, your words to mold us, shape us, make us more like you, uh, make us more available to you in the work you want to do through us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Uh, in the comments, you can let us know if you're an amen or an amen person. It's going to be hard to do in a comment because they... That's true. I don't know how you do that in a comment. They read the same. So if leave me a comment and I'll assume you're an amen person like Cap- me. Capital A-H, maybe? Right. right. Make sure we know. Uh, anyways, I want to get into verses 1 through 4. Be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others to be seen by them. Otherwise, you have no reward with your Father in heaven. So whenever you give to the poor, don't sound a trumpet before you, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the streets, to be applauded by people. Truly, I tell you, they have their reward. But when you give to the poor, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your giving may be in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Uh, this is, uh, as we open up chapter six here, uh, was reading that there are three, uh, quote unquote works of righteousness that Pharisees, uh, were known to be required to do, mm-hmm. uh, giving to the poor being one of them, uh, and then prayer and fasting being the other two, which we will get to, uh, very shortly. Um, and I thought that was, uh, that was a, an interesting new, uh, nugget of information for me this week that he's directly uh, pointing at these acts of righteousness and going, okay, you there is a way to do all of these really good things right. and do them really wrong mm-hmm. um, and, and to try to redirect their, their attitude and motivation. Yeah, I love the... Uh, the it starts with, with be careful. Mm-hmm. Um, I think sometimes if I'm doing a thing is, that I know is good, Maybe I don't need to be as worried about how I'm doing it because I'm focused on the thing that I'm doing is good. Okay. Like if I'm supposed to give to the poor and I'm giving to the poor, I'm like, right, I'm giving to the poor. Sure. Um, There's some truth to that. But then, hey, slow down and, yeah. and pay attention to why and how you're giving to the poor. Um, about, yeah, the, the reasons behind it. Am I doing this because I'm supposed to? Am I doing this uh, right. to look good in, in front of people? Uh, I was... I play the Minecraft online. Mm, you do, and uh, I live stream it sometimes. And uh, one time last week, uh, I had I was uh, g- uh, giving a bunch of cobblestone, just just blocks that somebody's building with to Jeremiah. And I was like, "Hey, do you still need more?" He's like, "Yeah." It's like, "Great, I'll wait and give those to you on the live stream so that everybody can see me doing it." <laughs> and I was like, I was thinking of this verse. I was like, "Yeah, I'll just uh, that way I'll have my reward now. I don't need this one later, right, right, so I'll right. get this no, one I now." See so I was like, "I want, I want to make sure people know mm-hmm. that I'm a generous Minecraft player <laughs> on this world okay. we play on together." Yeah. No, that's um, good. In yeah. real life, not how I would do things. Uh, even <laughs> but for Minecraft, it'll for work. Minecraft, I thought it was funny to, uh, yeah. to yeah, it's like, "Hey, look, look how good I am." Um, I'm also willing to give to people in Minecraft when people aren't looking. Oh, that's so kind of you. So, and uh, one thing in this for me, um, 
I I don't think that I think much, and maybe this is a good thing, but I don't think I think much about um, eternal rewards of God. Mm-hmm. Like like the word reward is in this paragraph three times, and then through the next paragraphs, it's still there. And, and it seems to be saying that like seeking that reward isn't, like I'm not giving to God even to seek God's reward, um, but that there is reward involved, um, whether that's from men because I did it in front of men or from God because I did it with the right heart. Right. Um, like I said, I don't think I don't think seeking even seeking the reward from God is the reason we should be doing sure. the good that God has called us to. But I just tend to not even, and maybe it's probably like trying to uh, stay far enough away from some of the prosperity theology. Sure. They will begin. Yeah. I was like, well, yeah. then then I won't even think about God's reward. But that's. <laughs> I find that most often, if Jesus something over here, if something yeah. over here is, that I'm trying to stay away from, like going all the way over here, it's probably not the answer. Right. Most of the time. Most of the time. Agreed. So, like, how can I find in here where I uh, am aware of and uh, and grateful for the rewards that God has promised, mm-hmm. uh, without doing the thing to get the reward? Well, then Jesus doesn't seem particularly. He's, mentions the reward a lot. Like you said, he doesn't seem particularly concerned about explaining to us what the reward is right uh there isn't a like floor plan of mansions here or anything there's none mm. of none of that right uh it's like we just should assume that the rewards of men are going to be at best temporary and fleeting mm-hmm. um and given to the whims of people uh and the rewards of god are going to be eternal and good because those are the things that characterize God. He is eternal and he is good. And and so it doesn't even matter whether we know what the reward is, hmm. what what the what the buffet looks like. Right. It just it it's going to be good. And I think where I tend to lose track of the reward, um, well, probably in a couple of different places. One that that the uh, the temporary and in front of me sounds a lot more intriguing than the mm-hmm. eternal and distant. Um, but uh, also that I, I don't know that I've got a real good picture of what the reward is. And mm. so I kind of go, well, uh, yeah, it's probably good. But is it like fluffy good? Or is it actually like uh, meets the deepest desires of my soul good. And the Bible would say very clearly that it is the latter. That it right. is a meets the deepest desires of your soul good eternally. Um, and uh, and I can choose the the sweet and shallow and, and shortcut over that. And, mm. and yet uh, Jesus is pretty clear that the reward is worth all kinds of sacrifice. Right. Yeah. yeah. And this one specifically on giving... Um, I uh, read a couple of commentaries that talked about uh, people who who think this blowing of trumpets would have been literal. Okay. I, um, they did not think that was the right thing to take, but but more likely that the offering boxes were shaped like a shofar. I heard that. Um, it's a so, wordplay, right? So we being wordplay alert graphic, you know, we should get with one. sirens and all the things. All the things. Like anyway. somebody just scored a goal in the Stanley Cup yes, playoffs. Yes, that's right. Word, word, Jesus wordplay alert. Jesus wordplay, but yeah, that that you can. You can drop your coins in there real loud so that everybody knows how much is, is going down that chute, or you can just put them in there and uh, quietly. And um, but yeah, doing things uh, for God's glory, not for human reputation, uh, which seems to be a 
uh, a key part of, of this in the next few paragraphs about prayer and about fasting. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. You want to read verse 5? Smooth transition. Uh, verse 5. When you pray, don't be like the hypocrites who love to pray publicly on street corners and in the synagogues where everyone can see them. I tell you the truth, that is all the reward they will ever get. But when you pray, go away by yourself, shut the door behind you, and pray to your Father in private. Then your Father, who sees everything, will reward you. When you pray, don't babble on and on as the Gentiles do. They think their prayers are answered merely by repeating their words again and again. Don't be like them, for your Father knows exactly what you need even before you ask Him. Pray like this. Our Father in heaven, may your name be kept holy. May your kingdom come soon. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today the food we need, and forgive us our sins, as we have forgiven those who sin against us. And don't let us yield to temptation, but rescue us from the evil one. If you forgive those who sin against you, your heavenly Father will forgive you. But if you refuse to forgive others, your Father will not forgive your sins. A lot of stuff in there. Heavy stuff. A lot of stuff in there. Uh, the I've I've heard some some pastors talk about the the praying in secret bit and mm-hmm. and tend to go really hard into that and um so does does verse six mean that we should never pray in public like we we just prayed right yeah on the so, internet so clearly I would I would disagree with that yes yeah that uh, I don't think Jesus is going after public prayer here mm-hmm. any more than he's going after the Pharisees for giving their alms to the poor. Right. He's going after the, the heart and the motivation uh, behind it. Uh, the commentary uh, I read, um, the uh, complete biblical library, this particular commentary, um, talked about the, uh, the quote-unquote prayer closet. Mm-hmm being the most inner room of the house. So you are, um, uh, you're getting away from the windows, getting away from the show. You're not trying to prove to passersby that you're praying. Mm-hmm. Um, because if prayer, man, if prayer is proof of anything other than our dependence on God, like if it's in any way intended to be proof of our amazingness, we're, we're doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the uh, University Press Biblical Background Commentary, New Testament edition. Uh, it says the problem is not public prayer, but motives directed toward other people rather than God. Yeah. So if our motives are to look holy or to look righteous. Um, and also I think uh, this is one of those cases where when we think of uh, a prayer closet or inner room, we think of our modern architecture and, and sure. the way our homes mm-hmm. look, and mm-hmm. and our home has multiple rooms that I could go into and pray. And uh, many homes then would have not had all the options for rooms. You had sure. a room or two, right? Uh, and, and a lot of it was just public. So finding a a place in there was different than going like, oh, I have like three bedrooms and uh, a walk-in closet right. and an office out back, and I have lots of places I could go and pray in secret. Mm-hmm. Um, but that that. The motivation is where where our heart is as we as we pray, mm-hmm. um, and then the the praying like the Gentiles. Um, uh, 
sometimes I think I pray with a lot of words because I'm trying to figure out what I'm trying to say. Sure. I think this is one yeah, of the, yeah. this is one of the like verses. Jesus is going after that. Yeah, yeah. This is but this is one of the verses where I I can and I feel like maybe other people can as well. They're like, well, I'll, like this makes me feel like, and it shouldn't and it doesn't like when I really think about it. Sure. But if I just read this, I'm like, man, I I can't pray with a lot of words. God knows mm-hmm. what I need, so I need to like pray quickly or mm-hmm. succinctly mm-hmm. or. Um, like, should I not spend uh, a lot of time in prayer? Because if, if I'm not supposed to use a lot of words, I mean, I think we should be able to not use a lot of words and spend a lot of time in prayer. Sure. Listening also happens. true. Yes. But, but I'm like, oh, I, did I already say that? Did I ask for that? Am I, am I being whiny? Am I being complaining? Am I sure. expecting things? Um, but one thing that I read that helped me was the idea of, um, like, these prayers of the Gentiles, of the pagan nations, uh, reminding their gods what they have done, like of the sacrifices they made. Like, hey, this is why you should bless me. This is why you should uh, do this. And then uh, really that difference between a relationship of intimacy and a business partnership. Yes. Um, so a business partnership like, okay, God, I did this, this, and this. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I gave to the poor this week. Uh, I fasted this week. I went to the church this week. Um, so now this is what I need from you because I've done this. So you do this. Right. Um where Jesus is like, actually, just, he knows what you want. He's a good father. Right. It feels like it's about manipulation. Hmm. Like, the, the, if I can just use enough words or the right words or Babylon until I can manipulate you into doing what I want you to do, mm-hmm. which in our modern context, uh, there definitely can be a tendency in, um, in modern Christian world that we want to, to prove to God uh, our faithfulness, mm-hmm. or, um, well, if you say the right words, that God will answer the right prayers, and you'll get the right answers, mm-hmm. and um, all of that, that part does get back to this verse, saying that we're not trying to manipulate God, because um, uh, yeah, he said it in verse 8, don't, don't be like them, for your Father knows exactly what you need, even before you ask. Mm-hmm. Uh so do you feel like you're talking about not using very many words? I mean, if this says God knows before we ask him, uh, why would we even bother asking? Like, why use, why use any words? Why, why pray at all? Why pray at all? Why, why pray at all? Um, yeah, and as a... Uh, Father who has children, uh, I think there are times, especially when they're younger, when uh, when you know what they need, mm-hmm. and you're gonna love them and take care of them, um, but also uh, greatly desire. And, and maybe as they get older, and and they come to you less, mm-hmm. be like, hey, uh, like I'm, I'm gonna take care of you the way that I think is best for you, no matter what. And I'm imperfect as a dad, so that's sure, not perfect. Right. But I'm gonna take care of my kids. Um, but when you have a six-year-old who's uh, willing to come to you and ask with you or just sit with you or talk to you about it, it uh, feels different than when you have a, a maybe 14 or 15-year-old who uh, just expects that you would do those things. Because you've done them for so long. Sure. For yeah. 14 years of my life, right. you've done everything I've needed. So why right. would you not do that? Yeah. And they might not feel the need to come to you and talk to you or ask you about those things. Uh, sure. I think that God, being a good father, wants us to to bring our requests, and, and he cares for us. and and. And in a time of prayer or seeking God, it, uh, I know for me, it can help me to slow down and think about what I might really want or need. 
mm-hmm. and maybe separate some of those wants or needs. Mm-hmm. Um, because at the start, they're probably all needs. Um, sure. But then maybe yeah. we start parents like, oh, that's, that's no, that's one. that's yeah. selfish. That's that's yeah. just for me. Sure. Um, so help me to to really maybe more try and line up my will with what God would want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that the father analogy is a is a good one here. Um, as imperfect as we are, and that, uh, you know, that can be an overplayed analogy, but um, to go, okay, when my kiddo is three, I not only know or think I know what they need, but I will steer strongly in that direction because I don't have any expectation that they're going to know what they need. Mm-hmm. Um they want a cake pop for breakfast every day. Right. And um, while I understand why that sounds lovely, sort of, uh, that's not what they need. So I can point them toward what they need. When they're 13, when they're 23, mm-hmm. uh, I can know what they need. Um, and again, we're imperfect, so I could get manipulative sounding or whatever. But like, I, okay, let's assume I do know what they need. Uh... I am not going to have the same amount of steering mm-hmm. of their choices at 13 and 23 as I am at three. And there is some element here of God God knows what we need mm-hmm. and is asking us to come to him and go, hey, uh, I am, I'm here for what I need, mm-hmm. even if we don't know what it is. To go, okay, actually, I can make all my own choices because you've given me the will, the ability to make all my own choices. Like the 23-year-olds who can make all their own choices. They don't need dad at all. Uh, but hopefully, when our kids are 23, they will come to us and go, hey, I don't know what I need to do here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I joke about how my dad got a lot smarter when I bought my first house. Right. Uh, just all of a sudden, he knew all kinds of answers. Um, there's some of that element to this. going, But but we need to turn to God and go, God, I, um, I, I know where I'm stuck or I know what I want. Or I know what hurts, and I don't know what I need. Mm-hmm. And you do. Right. And, and so I don't need to spend a lot of time telling you <laughs> what I need. You know what I need. Uh, you want me to come talk about what hurts, and then, and then you want to help because mm-hmm. you're a good father. Right. And um, that's a beautiful invitation. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, this, uh, what we call the Lord's Prayer, that he gives yeah. an ex- as an example, um, Big fan of it. I know it can be just uh, rote tradition, Ooh. and sometimes we don't think through it. Uh, but I, I, in part of my day, in part of my routine, say it almost every day. And some days, I just say through it. And and some days, I get stuck on a phrase, and it helps me. And yes. I'm willing to have something. Uh, I guess I'm willing to have something be done for tradition. Even if, even if sixty percent of the time it's just tradition, mm. and forty percent of the time it helps me actually connect with God, like yeah, I'm gonna keep doing that. Like it's not hard. It's not like I don't feel like saying sure. it because of tradition makes me a bad Christian or a bad person. Right. Like oh, I didn't didn't feel a lot today, yeah, but like funny. I still yeah. still did it. And like, should it mean something every time? Probably. Sure. But but it doesn't. But when right. it does, it helps me to connect. And and I love. Um, the fact that it's our Father and give us today, uh, it was probably something that he was saying, hey, pray this together, yes. which I think is great on the heels of, hey, pray in secret. 
Yes, yes. Like, so even Jesus right here is like, hey, if you're in secret, you're probably not saying our Father. Like, that includes, seems to say that at least two of you are doing this together. Well, and and a good reminder that Jesus is not only talking to a group of people, but this whole Sermon on the Mount that we're smack in the middle of here, he, he's setting up a, a society of sorts. He's mm-hmm. setting up what does it mean to be part of the kingdom. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's a lot of our and us. And mm. um, uh, in the same kind of vein of, of looking at the words, uh, there are three uh, yours or, or thys mm-hmm. uh, in how I memorized it growing up. Um, your name, uh, your kingdom, your will, and then it shifts to us. So there is this, okay, let's establish uh, who God is, mm-hmm. uh, establish our own thinking of, of what's important here, and the, the important part is being uh, part of the kingdom, being in God's will, uh, contributing to God's reputation in a positive way. Right. Okay, so with all of that settled, then we can shift to, okay, and give... Give us today our daily bread, which, boy, give us our daily bread has a whole lot more connotations to me uh, than give me my daily bread. Mm-hmm. Um, because give us now means I am also owning some responsibility for whether the people around me have their daily bread too. And it kind of ties back to this giving to the poor. Mm-hmm. Going, okay, We actually are saying, God, this is not just give me my bread and I don't care what happens to my brother or sister. Like, God, would you give us uh, the provisions we need yeah. today, yeah. In a in a, in a culture where uh, you you made your bread each day, sure. And like, um, I, I I don't. No, I, no. I tend violence. to buy my bread once a week. Yeah, quarantine. We did the, some of the sourdough thing. Though. Okay, that's good. But yeah, that's about it. But yeah, so for for me, a, a middleish class uh, American with with a pantry that if. If if I skipped a week ago, we we tend to buy groceries every week. Okay. Six people in the house, and yeah. and and if we skipped a week, we could probably still eat for the next week. Sure. Like it, it wouldn't be as fun to no, eat. Right. Like right. we could eat for a week without having There's been some to the mac grocery and store. In the back right. of the cupboard There's, or something. There's yeah, yeah. we can find to eat, and um, so I don't like I have to slow down to make myself think about what this would be like to to ask God to provide for today because. I just I, like I have food. Mm-hmm. So what? When I slow down and pray this, what do I need to pray that God would provide me today, or or us? And I have to think about well, yeah, yeah. like if if I'm good, mm-hmm. uh, is is the greater us good? And how big is this us? Is this yeah. us like in my family? Is this us in my church family? Is this us in my uh, sm- small town of two thousand people? Right. Uh, what what does what does us look like, and how do I? Be part of the yeah. the goodness of that kingdom. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then I I appreciate uh, your translation it didn't say hallowed. Mine says your name be honored as holy. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that. Yeah, I uh, I know what the word hallowed means because people have told me. Sure. But th- there's lots of words in the Bible that we have to think through. But like that was like I, I'm glad we like in it. And when I pray it, I still say hallowed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I also translate it for myself to something like be kept holy or be made holy yes. or, or, or something like that. But like that's a that's a word that we don't use. Sure. Sure. Well and I like the uh how's your translation get uh, your name be honored as holy. Honored as holy. Yeah, just like it, the, cause um 
what we're not saying is, God, I really hope you're holy today. Like, mm-hmm. God is holy today. Right. This is, um, uh, goes back to the Ten Commandments and don't lo- use the Lord's name in vain. And we can, that, that has more to do with reputation than it does with language. And that right. we would honor God's name in how we live, how we care for each other, um, in, in how we behave. Uh, and so it's, again, orienting ourselves toward, okay, my life uh, should be about, I don't have a better word than should, um, is, is made to be about uh, honoring God's name as hmm. holy, stepping into his kingdom, into his will, uh, and then recognizing both my need for and my contribution to uh, provision, um, uh, what are the other words I had here? Provision and, uh, forgiveness and deliverance. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, it was interesting to me to see how this story parallels with, um, ancient Israel, uh, as they're being delivered from Egypt, as they are, uh, going through the purification of being in the desert and the forgiveness of all of that. And uh, as they are literally depending on God for to rain bread from the sky every day. Right. Um, and you go, oh, yeah, this is just, this is what God's people are always about. They are about forgiveness and deliverance and provision. And, and this is what we ask God for uh, mm-hmm. on a regular basis. And, again, what we contribute to as part of the community. Uh, do, you, do you have any thoughts on verse 14 and 15? Because I'm super tempted to skip them because they're hard. But right, the if you forgive others their offenses, your heavenly Father will forgive you as well. But if you don't forgive others, your Father will not forgive your offenses. Uh, my, my, I wrote down questions like this: like Does this affect salvation? Like if 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 I'm following Christ and I don't forgive somebody, am, am I done being forgiven? Yeah, I mean that's that's where this leads us to, right? Is is we start getting into oh. Well, only the people who forgive can earn their salvation. Right. Which, uh, I say it that way on purpose because anybody with any sort of background in Orthodox Christian thought, mm-hmm. the phrase earn your salvation should be a red alert that that's, we don't do that. So right. anything that would lead us to believe that, we go, okay, well, I wandered down that path, but that path isn't the right one. Mm-hmm. So what do we do uh, with, with this verse? And uh, I don't think this is a salvation issue. Uh, but it, it still feels convoluted and hard mm-hmm. um, to go, okay, then what does this say? Uh, and, and again, some of this for me, and maybe I'm just harping on this too much, but some of this for me goes back to the American individualism. Right. And to go, uh, okay, um, we're, we think about this so individually mm. That my relationship with God is just—it's just me and Jesus. It's just—it's just me and God. We're good. Nothing else around me affects this thing. And Jesus is pretty clear that actually, a lot of stuff around it affects this thing. And your right. ability to forgive impacts your ability to be forgiven, to ask for forgiveness. Uh, we'll get into judgmentalism next chapter. Right. But um, the there there is something about the community aspect of going. No, you're part of God's people. And that means you're going to take care of God's people, and that includes forgiving them mm-hmm. as you come to the altar of God and ask for forgiveness for yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, being part of a community is hard. 
Yeah, people humans, are messy. Yeah, humans humans are hurty. Yeah. Hurting and hurty. Yes. Yeah. Anything else before we move on? No, go for it. Let's talk All about right. fasting. Verse 16. Whenever you fast, don't be gloomy like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces so that their fasting is obvious to people. Truly I tell you, they have their reward. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face so that your fasting isn't obvious to others, but to your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Don't store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves don't break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The eye is the lamp of the body. If your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. So if the light within you is darkness, how deep is that darkness? No one can serve two masters, since either he will hate one and love the other, or he will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. Okay. I'll go all the way back to verse 16, where you started, 16, 17, talking about fasting. And I think a parallel, just maybe a cultural observation for me today, uh, is uh, I think we've done a really good job uh, in the last couple of generations of saying, um, it's okay to not be okay. Hmm. Sometimes I think we take that too far and we say, you actually need to show off how not okay you are. Um, and... I think this gets at that idea that, uh, and in this case, it's trying to show off how righteous you are by how much you're sacrificing. Right. And I mean, this ties all back to the beginning of the chapter, right? And the giving where we go, okay, this is not a show about how much you're sacrificing. Um, this isn't a show about how not okay you are um, because the show in that case points to you. And again, our lives should be oriented towards God's reputation, not ours. Mm-hmm. Um, and when we make it about, us, uh, you can't serve two masters. You can't serve your reputation and God's. Right. Um, so you're gonna have to figure out how to make it about God and not you. Hmm. Yeah, I think that's really good. I think for um, just reading like these paragraphs together, even like we just now did, and how's the rest of the day? And sometimes like you read this paragraph about fasting when you want to learn about fasting, and you don't keep reading about the two masters, which is God and money, but like still applies back mm-hmm. to all of this. Um, Absolutely. I think uh, in the church today, we, we are still big fans of prayer. Yep. And uh, I, I think big we still should be big fans of giving, mm-hmm. and, and we probably Churches should be. Churches are, at least. We should be bigger fans of giving to the needy. Yes. I think than, than we are, but I mean, I think at least in word, we would say that mm-hmm. we are big fans of giving to the needy. Uh, we don't talk about fasting very much, no. um, but... It's the same opening, the the when you give and the when you pray and the when you fast are... Just assumed. Seem to be, and like yeah. you said, there are three things that the Pharisees would have been, but uh, just that it's assumed. And like this portion for me of, of doing it in secret makes um, like sometimes like on days that I'm fasting, there's been a couple times where I've uh, been at the church building and like I think I've talked with you on days when I'm fasting and talked with Jesse on days when I'm fasting. I was like, well... I'm going to give up my reward for fasting today if I need to because I want to have a conversation or like talk right. about how we fast or yes, why we fast. Sure. I'm sitting down with Justin. It's like, and like those conversations come up more on days that I'm fasting because I'm thinking about it. Sure. Like on, yeah. on, on a Tuesday that I'm not fasting around the church, I'm not 
thinking about fasting, right. but on days where I'm not eating and trying to spend more time in prayer, I'm trying to, to do this thing yeah. that isn't easy. I'm like, well, like if if I lose reward because of a conversation, like I'm gonna lose that, that reward today because I want to yeah. have a conversation. And sure. there's that balance of like, how do we how do we not pray for the for the the glory of other people, but we right. want to teach on or talk about praying or praying together. Well, and that's where, where all of this gets back to uh, the the motivation, right? Mm-hmm. Like this this is all ev- everything we've talked about so far. Um, this this is about motivation and about uh, priorities, right? Um, and uh, and so you talking to us about it. I don't think Jesus is going, oh, man, now I can't bless him because he talked about it. Like, God knows, right? He knows what you need. He knows everything about you. He, he knows what your priorities are. And you, mm-hmm. can't, you can't have two top priorities. And so if, when you're talking to me, your top priority is uh, to um, make me know uh, that you're holier than me, mm-hmm. um, which you don't need to. I already know that. Uh, and it, that's a very different priority than your priority in that conversation being, hey, I think we should talk about this. Mm-hmm. And, um, hey, this is something that I think would honor God in our lives as a whole. Again, a lot of that us language, right. us and our is going to mean talking to each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the priority. It's the motivation. Mm-hmm. Um, it's what uh, what are you aiming for in, in all of this. Yeah. So from fasting to uh, God and possessions is the title of the Christian Standard Bible puts mm-hmm. on the next couple of paragraphs okay. of of yeah again ser- serving god or serving money yeah and uh i i think here we are being asked to hold everything loosely hmm. i don't think i do a very good job of that um uh because i like having a home i like feel like i'm providing for my family uh our our life and the way we structured it would be a lot more complicated if we didn't have two cars. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't have a car. It'd be darn near impossible. Um, I really love my family and the idea that I would be willing to go, God, if if taking them is what honors you, then... I mean, I can't imagine. It makes me sound like a horrible dad to even say that those words out loud. Mm. Um... And yet we're asked to hold everything on earth loosely. Mm-hmm. And it goes back to that reward. Like whatever that eternal reward is, it is good and it is eternal and it is worth it. Right. Uh, and then everything here that matters to me and that I value, I have to hold loosely enough that, they, that it is not my top priority. Because if the money or the house or even the family is my top priority over my relationship with God, um... My family is going to be priority over ministry. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Good even. Should be that way. Yep. But but over over my relationship with God, like I just can't be how that goes. Uh, and it and yet it it's the rewards of this life to have a family that I love and a home mm-hmm. that's has heat and AC and whatever else. And um uh, yeah, somehow we've got to hold all those things loosely enough to go, God, you're you're the priority here, not any of this stuff. Yeah, and the, I think I think some people hear that they might like. Well, what does that mean? Like you don't love your family, and, and 
I don't think it does. Like I, I oftentimes have conversations. Uh, oftentimes, sometimes, occasionally, yeah, from time to time, sure. I've conversations, and like I'll tell my wife that a restaurant isn't my favorite. Sure. And that doesn't mean I don't like the restaurant. <laughs> but like favorite means like it's your favorite. Like like right. like uh, like Nips is my favorite burger joint in town. Choice. Doesn't mean I don't want to go to Burger King for lunch today. Sure. Burger yeah. King's closer. Burger King's maybe a little cheaper. Sure. Like, is is that as good as Zips? Nope. Yeah. But like, like having so so having God in, and knowing what we do of God's character, um, like, are there times when people lose their family and still need to serve God? Yes, but uh, it, I don't think it's like God's not going to call you from your family. Right. Sure. Uh, sure. In a way to like leave them and desert them. Sure. Because he's a good God and he right. loves them at least as much as sure. he loves you. Yeah. So it's it's, it's not it's and not those I, I need to are good for us. Yeah. And it's not like you, you mentioned. It's not that I need to serve God above all else. No, no, and that's do, very different. Do all these things yep. for God. It's that that I need to do what God has told me, mm-hmm. and I, I trust that God's not going to tell me to to intentionally do things that harm my family. Right. Because I know. God's character, mm-hmm. and I know His promises and His yeah. truth. Yeah. Um, but that means that, like, if 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 God calls me to do something that is inconvenient for my family, mm-hmm. and we have to do that thing together, like right. we're, it's going to be a process. But we're yeah. hopefully going to listen to God right. together on right. that. And right. like, is this what we want to do? Maybe not. Is this where we feel God's calling us? Yeah. Yeah. And so that's what we'll walk after together. Right. Right. And being an example of that is the, the priority. This, uh, I always thought this verse about eyes and lamps and uh, health and lights and whatever was mm-hmm. a strange little insert. And um, it helped me to uh, dig into the, the Greek here that um, what the, and the New Living Translation uh, translates as healthy, when your eye is healthy. Uh, that Greek word there actually means single and focused. Hmm. That when... When your vision is singular, um, of course, Jesus then calling us to have our vision singularly on God, mm-hmm. uh, everything else kind of comes in health behind it. Um, not without work, not without... It. Um, I know too many stories of people who've done incredible things for the kingdom of God and lost their families because mm-hmm. um, because they, they just got so blinded by the ministry um, but that when we're seemingly focused on God, then the unhealthy, the evil or bad, um, uh, of verse 23, uh, does not, we're, we're just, we're choosing that priority, mm-hmm. a single vision and focus, yeah. uh, on, on God. Then can't serve two masters. Got to serve the one priority. Mm-hmm. Should we talk about worry real quick? Let's do it. Very next verse, that is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life. Whether you have enough food or drink or enough clothes to wear, isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? Look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns, for your heavenly Father feeds them. And aren't you more valuable to him than they are? Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? And why worry about your clothing? Look at the lilies of the field and how they grow. They don't work or make their clothing. Yet Solomon in all his glory was not dressed as beautifully as they are. And if God cares so wonderfully for wildflowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? So don't worry about these things, saying what will we eat, what will we drink, what will we wear. 
These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers, but your heavenly Father already knows all your needs. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. So don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. Today's trouble Amen. is enough for today. Yeah, seeking that kingdom first, that top priority. Yeah, which ties back into the rest of that chapter of, of the the heart behind, the motivation behind what we're doing and, and trusting his goodness. Um, verse 26 in the Christian Standard Bible says, Consider the birds. And uh, when I read that, I think, when, when's the last time that I stopped and considered the birds? Hmm. Uh, the, the Greek word there can mean to look intently at. Um, sometimes birds are quick; they're hard to look intently at. Yeah, that's fair. But uh, but sometimes they land, and you can yeah. and you can watch them. And uh, yeah, God God provides them. They they don't seem to be worried about things. Sure. At least anytime that I've looked at birds, they have a look of worry or concern about sure. where the next uh, worm or right. or bug is going to come yeah. from, uh, or where they'll get materials to build their their nest this spring. They seem to be doing okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love in that the, the reminder to, uh, to just slow down, to look at birds, to enjoy the beauty of flowers. That uh, it's, it's been a little bit hot this last week, so flowers have bloomed, and then uh, some of them are, are already gone. Sure. Quicker than usual, because yeah. we don't usually have uh, 80, 90 degree days in right. a row in May. Right. So our flowers are like, hey, I'm, I'm out. Like, yep. I'm not, not for me. And, um, but like... Like for three days, that flower was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Apparently, more beautiful than Solomon ever was. I'll take um, their, his word on it. Yeah. So that, yeah, what we, what we spend so much time worrying about is that that fleeting and that uh, temporary. Yeah. Well, in that in that sense, worry seems to be a symptom that my vision is not as singular as it should be. Mm-hmm. That my priority is not in the right place. That I am, uh, as I am very prone to do, uh, I, I'm overthinking and I am uh, playing out worst case scenarios. And I'm I'm not um, I'm not trusting as I should. I'm not right. making God that top priority. I'm not mm-hmm. assuming that He uh, does know what I need and going to Him for those needs. I'm um, I'm not. Most of the time when I'm worrying, um, which I don't think having a worry thought is bad. Right. I think our reaction to it, whereas mine is often to worry more about it or to try to fix it. And neither of those are, hey, Father, I I know you know what I need. Hmm. And I know that you're a God who provides. Right. Um, and who who frees me and who forgives me. And, and so I'm here for all of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what should turn us back? turn our vision back toward him, often I get very zeroed in on all the things going wrong and mm-hmm. worry a lot. So it's... How am I going to take care of this? Yes, yes. So this uh, Matthew 6, 34 has been an important verse in my life for a very long time. High school mm-hmm. was a long time ago. And uh, and just remembering that today's today's got enough worries. I don't need to add to... I don't need to borrow. Uh, I, think, I think my wife talked... I don't know if it was originally her, but... This uh, idea of borrowing from tomorrow. Hmm. Uh, I don't. I don't need to borrow worry from tomorrow. Right. It's okay. Plenty of worry for today. Plenty for today. Any any uh, big idea that, that jumped out of you here in chapter six? It just uh, the the big 
theme or idea to me seems to be that priorities piece of is my vision singular hmm. on God, which doesn't mean I, uh, in fact, Jesus called us to not just pay attention to that, but to go give us our daily bread, right? How, mm-hmm. how are we contributing to uh, the community around us and, and what we need? Um, but that, that um, it's just about making sure that my priorities are correct in, um, in why I am praying and why I'm giving and why I'm um, uh, concerned. And, and how do I not turn that concern into worry, but into trust? Yeah. Hmm. I think for for me, the uh, it's not new, but the, the reminder in the Lord's Prayer of the uh, us in our language of mm-hmm. of this being something we're doing as part of a community. Yeah. And, and how do we, uh, as as an entire church body, as as a small group that I lead, like as some of these, right. like how how do we continue to do this together in a way that that builds and encourages uh, all of us to uh, not just be good churchgoers, but to really follow Jesus together. How do we, how do we as a small group uh, serve in our community? How do we as a small group uh, help feed needy people in our community? Yeah. Uh, how do we um, more than just build relationships, but have those relationships that uh, encourage and challenge ourselves to, mm-hmm. uh, to follow Jesus more closely? Yeah. Yeah, really good. Really good. And just kind of a side note, when Jesus said pray like this, he probably meant pray like this. Mm-hmm. Probably didn't mean like, you know, maybe occasionally when you feel like it, use words like this. But right. Like, actually, these words. So, I mean, if, yeah, if, if, if that's where you start uh, your prayer every morning, it feels like yeah. a good place to start. He did say pray like this. Yeah. I have a cube. You have a cube with... Questions and things. Questions and well, I think it's just questions. Just questions. I guess there's some trademark information. On okay. One of the purpose, but right. mostly questions. Ooh, I like this one. Do All I right. get to go first? Sure. What would you try if you had no fear? What would I try if I had no fear? So it doesn't say the bad things couldn't happen. You just right. need to be afraid of those bad things happening. What would I try if I had? I feel like I'm supposed to coach some kind of extreme sport, nah. but maybe I don't need to. Maybe uh, might just be a hard conversation with your wife. I don't know. Right? Was, yeah. What would I try if I had no fear? Man, I want to have a real thoughtful answer, but uh, I think I would try. This is going to sound bad, maybe. Um, because I feel like I'm partly trying already, but like this digital ministry thing. Yeah. Uh, and I like I've, I've I've tried. I'm very supporting right now. Sure. I really support part time, and then I do some other work part time. And and I I don't think I do other work part time out of fear. Okay. Sure. Um. But I th- I, I think the the fear that I still have is that fear of failure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I. Uh, to answer it very lightheartedly, um, sometimes I don't try my hardest because if I only give half of an effort and fail, mm-hmm. it's because I only gave half of an effort. Sure. Right, right. Um, and I probably maybe could have done it had I right. really, really tried. Mm-hmm. So I always, you know, sometimes I, 
eighty percent try mm-hmm. because it never doesn't work out. Sure. Like maybe it wasn't me. Maybe maybe that, I could have done. That's the story of my basketball career too. If I just worked as hard as LeBron James, I'd be as right? good as him. Yeah, I just didn't. Just yeah. didn't try that. Hard. I mean, there's still chances every Monday and Friday. You can that's just so, come play so some hoopsie ball. But yeah, yeah, I think. Uh, yeah. Without fear, I would. I would. Yeah, that is interesting. I would give one hundred percent to everything. Yeah, because the the extreme sport feels like the answer right. of some sort, something physically yeah, dangerous. I mean, but I think jumping. I think uh, my answers fall in the same category. I mean, I would just risk, not like physically risk. I right. would. I would risk reputation and money and yeah. yeah I, I do something riskier. Or like all in on it. Yeah, yeah. Of mostly all in. Okay. Are you ready for it? Hopefully this is a really, really serious question for you, too. Okay. Uh, which country did your family come from? Okay, so uh, we really got these questions backwards. I Because I, I don't know. Right. Um, my family is from everyone, not quite everywhere, <laughs> but like lots of places. Lots of, lots of the where's. So the, sh- the short answer is America. We've been here for some number of generations. Right. Um, but uh, there's... There's some British, I believe. There's definitely some Scottish, some Irish. Uh, I got some some Cherokee genes. So okay. just kind of, kind of all over the place. Yeah, yeah. No, I should do one of those twenty three and Me things or something. But right. Never cared enough to spend money on it. So <laughs> yeah, me neither. But I didn't know I was gonna have to answer this on a podcast. Well, so maybe you'll look into it. There you go. I'm still looking into eating grasshoppers. So. Oh, fair enough. Looking into that. Um, yeah, you can you can let us know in the comments uh, what you would do uh, if you didn't have to be afraid and 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 where where are your people from? Uh, my last name is Polish. I'm many generations removed from actually being Polish, but oh sure, uh, but that's I've, where I've, your family I've, came I've, from. I've got a name that kind of gives it away at least right. where, where somebody in part of my right. family because I also have all the genes from all the places. Uh, fair enough. Some of the Native American, yeah, yeah. Uh, obviously some Eastern European. Yeah. And all those things. Yeah. Yeah. I just assumed Polish. Polish. Polish, very Polish. Yeah. yeah. Name is. Yeah. yeah. You know why all the, the Polish last names in and ski, right? Because of all the snow? I don't know. It's because we can't spell toboggan. Okay. I feel like we should just end there, but I'm going to read a Bible verse Yeah, read instead. a Bible verse instead. Okay, that'll sounds be, good. Be Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. And be sure of this. I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Yeah, he is. <laughs>